You're listening to Spice Radio with Mankir Najla, and we are speaking to Dr. Farnaz Hawaii, a professor of nursing at UBC who studies workplace psychological health and safety. Now, we've been talking about the nursing shortage here on the Morning Buzz, and lately we're hearing of a new trend where private companies are quietly filling the gaps with growing numbers of well-compensated nurses. We're going to talk about what does this mean for the future of our healthcare, particularly our nurses here in this province. Dr. Hawaii, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Manik Ron. So what I want to hear from you is what do you make of just the state of our nurses in this province here in British Columbia? I mean, uh, I would say the uh, shortage of nursing workforce is a concern, not just in, in British Columbia, but also nationally and internationally. And the issue that you raised around uh, private companies essentially taking our uh, nurses, public public health nurses or nurses that are employed by public agencies like health authorities, it essentially is going to, I would say, exacerbate the shortage that we're facing in our healthcare system at the moment. How do these private companies work? So they're called traveling nurses. And how do they kind of move around the system? How does it all operate? Yeah, my understanding is that they essentially uh, are agencies that employ nurses privately. And so it may involve like Um, for nurses to travel from different provinces, from different cities. And essentially, uh, you know, they they use their nurses or their nursing employees to supply for organizations or, you know, essentially health authorities or public health care organizations that are facing uh, a need, a demand in, in terms of nursing employees. One of the things I was reading about, too, with a lot of the nurses, especially in the public system now moving to these private companies, is they said one of the biggest issues they had was having a work-life balance as one of the reasons why they ended up moving into the private companies. And as someone, you, an expert who studies this, what do you think of it? Absolutely. I mean, this is essentially proven by research evidence. In 2020, our research team at UBC School of Nursing conducted a study looking at 13 workplace risk factors in relation to nurses' mental health and in relation to their ability to deliver quality and safe uh, patient care. And we essentially found among those 13 workplace risk factors that work-life balance and workload management were essentially consistently among the strongest predictors of nurse mental health and quality safety of care. So not at all surprising that, you know, the anecdotal evidence or some of the stories that you're hearing also from nurses essentially point to the fact that they're leaving their uh, jobs with the health authorities, um, you know, to go to these private companies, private agencies for for better work-life balance. Continuing the discussion of work-life balance in the field of nursing, something else that many nurses brought up was the importance of having mental health supports. And just how much is that lacking, especially I know this is an area that you've studied? Absolutely. Uh, We also, I mean, there's quite a bit of research evidence pointing to the importance of working conditions in relation to, you know, nurses' mental health, healthcare workers' mental health and well-being as well as their ability to deliver effective patient care. And I mean, there are certain, I guess, strategies, as you said, like flexible um, um, scheduling systems are one of the approaches that could essentially be implemented to improve nurses' perceptions of work-life balance. 
There was a survey that found that almost one in four nurses responded to a survey said they plan to change or leave their job within the next three years, which is very troubling to hear. So knowing this information, what needs to be done to keep our nurses? I think, as I said, there are um, several strategies that, that could essentially be implemented, like retention strategies for our nursing workforce. And most of these strategies, or I would say like all of them, are in relation to enhancing and improving the quality or the conditions of a nurse, nurses' workplace, work environment. So, you know, improving um, uh, uh, improving their scheduling system or improving their work-life balance through self-scheduling system is one of those approaches. Using workload management tools might be another, another possibility. Better leadership, having leaders that are effective and motivating and influencing their their staff members would be another, um, you know, opportunity or another possibility. And also even like, you know, maybe increasing compensation for nurses, because I think um, the nursing workforce, the struggles that they had to deal with during the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, it, it really took a toll on nurses' mental health and well-being. I mean, the, uh, just if you uh, sort of reflect back on some of the nurses' experiences during COVID, when everybody had an opportunity to stay home, to ensure their safety, the, the health and safety of their loved ones at home, nurses did not have the same opportunities. They were actually in the front line fighting this battle, ensuring the safety of our, um, you know, our, our um, public and patients and their families. So on and so forth. So it certainly took a toll on on their health and well-being. And we know that as a result of COVID and the shortages that existed during the pandemic, you know, a lot of nurses to compensate, they had to do overtime to make sure that our healthcare system was functional and operating. So on and so forth. And all of all of these factors, essentially, they they negatively impacted the health and well-being of our nursing workforce. And I would say, broadly speaking, our healthcare workers in general. So, I mean, it, it's really time to, um, you know, offer opportunities, offer benefits, offer compensation that would help this really valuable workforce to, you know, remain in our healthcare system and ensure that our healthcare system is operational. Now, Dr. Havai, of course, we don't want to be negative, but can the nurses be saved? Can the system be saved? Oh, absolutely. I really think there is light at the end of the tunnel. I think, um, you know, a lot of the um, organizations out there are, are aware of this, this challenge. The government is aware of this issue. And I think we are certainly working towards finding a solution. And I mean, we know that as, as an example, one of the things that recently has been done, and kudos to the BC government for, for doing that, is essentially expanding our, our nursing program um, just, just sort of adding extra seats. I believe probably a slightly over 600 new seats have been added to nursing programs in, in British Columbia alone. So training more nurses, sort of facilitating the process of internationally educated nurses to, uh, you know, update their licensing and get to the workforce is another uh, sort of solution that the BC government has implemented. So there are certainly uh, steps that are being taken by our policymakers, by our researchers, by our decision makers and leaders in practice. 
So I certainly uh, believe that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Dr. Hawaii, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. Thank you for the opportunity. You take care as well. Thanks, Manikra. We just spoke to Dr. Farnaz Hawaii, a professor of nursing at UBC who studies workplace psychological health and safety. And we talked about the nursing shortage, specifically how a number of private companies are hiring nurses because nurses from the public companies are moving into the private and what this means for our healthcare system and what needs to be done. Stay with us here on Spice Radio, 1200 AM.